people will assume that, hey, it's just drought stress and I'm not watering enough. I better increase my time over there and they don't think anything more of it. And that's when you get in trouble because it's probably got chinch bugs in it. Welcome to the Houston Grass Podcast with Houston Grass owner, Michael Romine. Tips to help you buy, install, and care for your grass in the Houston area. Good morning, everyone. I'm Michael Romine with Houston Grass, and this is the Houston Grass Podcast. We are in the depths of summer. This morning, we want to talk about some of the things that are on everybody's mind, the phone calls that we're receiving on a daily basis. We haven't had significant rain for a while now. Pretty widespread drought across most of Texas. Uh, A few lucky folks got an inch or so last week, but that didn't even begin to fill in the cracks is what we're hearing. The number one question that's coming in on a daily basis right now is, what's wrong with my grass? It's a little off color. Is it fungus? That's what most folks jump to, to first. And we normally get them to send a few pictures, but nine out of 10 of them are just not watering enough. So we, with established grass, we tell people, if you, can't, if you can't easily take a long handle screwdriver and stick it in the ground, if it's either hard to get in the ground or you can get it in the ground, but it comes out primarily clean with no mud or anything on it, it you definitely have some drought stress. If you can stick it in the ground relatively easy and it comes out with some mud on it, then your watering is probably fine. It's a good time to check. Uh, ideally, you're setting your sprinkler system to go off right now. I, mine, because it takes about three hours to get through all the zones, I think mine is starting about 5 o'clock in the morning. So the only problem with that is that is that you're not watching it. And there, you might not be getting the 100% coverage that you think you are. So it's a good, good idea to kick the irrigation on just for a few minutes and, and, walk, and go through all the stations and make sure you're getting 100% coverage. If you do see a hot spot in your yard, I can pretty much guarantee you that you either have some really sorry dirt in that area and there's, it's either really hard and compacted compared to the rest of the yard or, or, or you're, you're probably missing you're not getting real good coverage in that area with your water. Drought tends to show us that for sure. So if you're watering, if you have established grass, what I would say, if you've got established grass and you're watering with a hose and a sprinkler, meaning you don't have an irrigation system, I'm, I'm watering an inch of water a week is the, is the rule of thumb. I can tell you as a general rule of thumb that that takes about four hours, four hours with most sprinklers that I've tried to put it out. The only way to tell 100% is to stick a rain gauge out there with it and see see what happens. But I can tell you what, what I've tried, it, it takes about four hours and you need to do that. Ideally, you do that with two two-hour waterings three or four days apart. So you don't it doesn't go multiple, multiple days without water. If you do have a large yard and you get kind of lazy about it, if you run it four hours once a week, if you have some pretty decent dirt, you can probably get away with that as long as, you again, you're getting that 100% coverage. If you have an irrigation system, it, you know, there's so many different kinds of heads that put out this many gallons per minute and, and whatnot. But I can tell you as a general rule of thumb with, the, with the, me sticking rain gauges out, 
that the stationary heads, the ones that, that just pop up and don't move back and forth, I, I, I personally, I do those for 15 minutes per, per zone, whereas the ones that pop up, the rotor heads, the ones that pop up and move back and forth over a large area, I run those 25 or 30 minutes a zone, and I do that two days a week is what I, what I do. I do have a fair amount of shade in my yard from trees and houses and fences and whatnot. So if I was in the wide open area, I may increase those, those times a, a little bit, a little bit each zone. But I can tell you as a general rule of thumb, that's what I do. And again, one inch of water is the, is, is what you're going for. And the only way to tell again is with, by putting a, putting a, tuna can out there or rain gauge whatever whatever you can to get some idea about how much you water in that area and again if there is a time during the week that you go out there two or three days later and you can't stick that screwdriver in the ground or that screwdriver comes out clean you're not watering enough and you need to you need to increase that time or increase that frequency by by a day or so if you've just got a real brutal part that just takes that west sun for multiple multiple hours and you're noticing at five o'clock you come home from work and you're seeing the grass is kind of curled up as opposed to that leaf being nice and open and green looking it's kind of curled up and grayed off and you need to increase your water because the second thing that i want to talk about here is it and the second call we're receiving most is chinch bugs Chinch bugs are looking for drought-stressed grass. They're not, they're not moving into healthy grass. If you've got grass that's well-maintained and getting plenty of water, they're going to pass it right on by, and they're going to look for hot spots in yards. Normally, you're, you're going to see them start where two pieces of concrete intersect, like where the driveway and the, and the walk intersect or something like that, where that, that, the heat from that concrete really radiates off onto that grass. and somebody's not watering quite enough so they'll start right there and then they'll move out again they're they're looking for drought stressed grass and if you give it to them you give them the opportunity i'm i'm driving around back and forth to work and whatnot and every everywhere i look i see chinch bug damage people will assume that hey it's just drought stress and i'm not watering enough i better increase my time over there and they don't think anything more of it and that's when you get in trouble because that it's probably got chinch bugs in it. And the way you tell is you go look around the edges of those dry areas. The chinch bugs move out of the, the dead area in the center. They're not going to be there anymore, more than likely. They move out into the, the the greener grass as they expand that circle. And so you look along where the green meets the brown, and you just you park that grass with your fingers, and you can see the little black bugs. And during different stages of life, they're a little bit different colors, but the, when, when I'm looking at people's yards and when I'm looking for, for signs of damage, they're, they're primarily black black bugs. I think that's the, the more adult stage of them. And they're, they look like they're about the size of a, a big gnat and they're crawling around and, and they're, it's pretty evident. And at that point, once you see the, see the bugs, you definitely need to be treating with a liquid pesticide of some kind. The most user-friendly and best results that we see they're the ones that screw on the end of your hose. They're real easy to kill with that liquid. You do not want to use a granular because you don't get that quick kill with the with the granular. So you want to put that liquid out there, and you need to do it a couple of times. But you do need to check the label and make sure that it is one that lists chinch bugs as 
that's something that kills. You will notice that most of them do. Uh, you spray that out there, and then you need to spray it again. You need to, you've got to break that cycle, so you need to, you need to treat two or three times for sure, and 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 then begin increasing that water for sure in those areas because the problem with chinch bugs is as they eat they kill the grass. The, the grass does not come back. St. Augustine will not come back from chinch bug damage. What you will see is that common Bermuda and weeds start coming back up in those areas, and those areas do need to be re- will, will need to be replaced. So you, you need to kill the bugs when you identify them. You need to start watering, and you need to start spraying to prevent the spread of them. And then you're going to have to take that grass out, and you're going to have to replace it. Chinch bugs are, are are a pest for sure, especially when it gets really hot and dry. Unfortunately, it comes down to either a, a little bit more of a water bill to keep the grass green and healthy or treating in, for chinch bugs and then having to replace grass later on. There's not a real great budget-friendly way to do this, unfortunately, when we're not getting any help from Mother Nature there. So. That's that's a little bit about chinch bugs, and that that's what we're those are the two biggest things that we're talking to customers about right now. I'll say another thing might be mowing height. I'd like to just just mention that you do need to make sure you're increasing that mowing height. The 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 taller you keep that grass, you need to be you definitely need to be all of three and a half or four inches right now, which is a lot taller than most people are mowing their grass. And that what that does that helps shade the dirt a little bit, and it helps to to try to hold as much of that moisture into the ground below as possible. And it it also gives that it just less stress on the plant when you're not cutting as much and, and whatnot. But it is a good idea to definitely increase that mowing height. And like I said, three and a half to four inches is a lot higher than most folks are cutting their grass. So be, be aware of that. I will say too, as far as as planting grass this time of year, it, it's not the ideal time of year. People call, well, what what is the best time of year to to plant grass? And I'm always number one is spring, March, April, and May. My second pick is going to be fall, late September, October, even most of November around here on the Texas Gulf Coast. However, if you've got a project, you just built a pool, you just built a house, the HOA is telling you, hey, you've got to do this now. It's it's not the end of the world if you've got to plant grass right now. It is easier when the temperatures are a little more moderate, but right now you just need to be aware of that water. The the watering requirements are are really are higher for uh, for all grass right now when, under these kind of conditions. But it's, when new grass is planted, it's even more susceptible to that heat. So you just have to make sure that you're doing the when you plant that grass, you need to plant it the day it shows up. There is no forgiveness waiting a day or two. You're going to end up with a bunch of yellow grass, that that grass being stacked on that pallet. It's 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 really, really hot inside there, and it's really yellowing off that grass really fast. So you need to get it off that pallet as quickly as possible, and you need to get water and sun on it as quickly as possible. And that's even, that's all year round, but even more so right now. You, you've got, there's just not much forgiveness in, in doing that. You need to get two inches of water on it that first day. Again, best way is with a rain gauge. I can make some guesses as to how much you need to do with an irrigation system, but I will tell you with a hose and a sprinkler that you're probably talking about eight or 10 hours that first day 
uh, and that's the best way to do new grass because you do have, you get that, you can see the edges, you're standing out there, you can make sure you're getting that 100% coverage because any block of grass that does not get that 8 to 10 hours of water on it, it is gonna not, not going to make it. And it is very important that you don't try to hand water. Occasionally, we'll, folks will stand out there with a, with a hose. That water is hitting the ground so fast and it's such a large volume that it's all running off. So you, you need that water to be slowly applied and slowly sinking into that, that block of grass and the dirt beneath it. So it's important to, to slowly water that first day, get that two inches, at least two inches of water out there that first day. And then you're, then you're looking at probably an inch of water each day for at least the first seven to 10 days after that, before you can start backing off that, that water. So and, and definitely no no mowing for at least two to three weeks. Keep that mower off of it. It should be so wet for those first couple of weeks that you can't get a, a mower out on it because it's so soft and you're leaving tire marks. So it is possible to plant grass in the summertime. We sell a lot of grass in the, in the summertime because people, the, the projects come up. And if it's me, I'm not going to look at a big area of dirt or have dogs or kids dragging dirt inside the house and and whatnot. So I'm going to go ahead and take care of it. But you need to go into it knowing you need to work fast, get that grass off the pallet, and get plenty of, plenty of water on it. We we talk to folks every week that way underestimate how much water that grass is going to need that when when you first plant it. And so that I'll, I'll mention the water there. Another thing to to keep in mind is that you've got, if you're planting the grass in any type of shade at all, whether it's the Raleigh St. Augustine or Palmetto St. Augustine, it would be a good idea to put some fungicide out. Gray leaf spot can be an issue a lot of times. When it's this hot and dry, I will tell you that we're not talking to hardly anybody right now that's seeing issues with gray leaf spot. Because it is so hot and dry, and that hot and dry dries out that fungus. Fungus needs moisture, and so we're, we're just not seeing much of it. However, if I'm planting grass in the shade, that gray leaf spot can really be an issue. And so I'm treating in that first few days with with a Heritage G or or something like it to to keep that gray leaf spot from showing up when you dump all that water on it. It's really not that big of an issue in the wide open areas because again, that sun doesn't let that fungus take off so but if i'm planting grass in the shade that's that's something to keep in mind and as far as summertime planting goes i will say that uh we we do have people call us and ask do we do we have grass i get the impression that a lot of the big box stores are are not carrying grass right now because they they, they just can't turn it over fast enough all we do is sell grass here so we keep grass here and we keep it fresh year round. And uh, so we, we we turn it over. You're not going to get a bunch of yellow grass that's been sitting here for a couple of three days that looks mediocre. We're, we're keeping it fresh. We're keeping it turned over and we're here every day. The, the folks that do this, it's just kind of a secondary thing, which is what a lot of the big box stores do. And even some of the mom and pops that this just isn't their primary business. They can't turn it over fast enough, so they either stop carrying it altogether or they end up with fairly yellow grass on occasion. And when you get into drought conditions like this, another thing 
to keep in mind is a lot of farms don't have irrigation, so they run out of grass. To be able to harvest grass requires a certain amount of moisture in the ground, and if they don't get it from rain, a lot of these folks can't can't cut the grass. Our farm that my family runs, where all this grass comes from that we sell here, uh, is all under automated irrigation. Every every square foot of it uh, is getting watered every whatever, three, four days uh, that they water down there. So the grass is staying healthy, staying green, not 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 stressed. And it, it means that we will always be the be the folks that have grass. We're we're not we're not running out. It, it's 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 gonna be here. We're gonna have it. It's gonna be green and you're gonna like what you see. So just wanted to mention that as well as far as availability goes. So that's that's all the topics I have here for today. I appreciate you listening. We'll uh, we'll we'll talk again next month. Thank you for listening to the Houston Grass podcast. We have more information on our website at houstonturfgrass.com.